0: What's up, guys? This is my edition of Single Mothers. Um, Today, I will be doing a 21-question interview with Miss Christy. She's like a godmother to me, basically. But um, I'm doing an interview with her today. And part two, well, we haven't got that yet, but when I get there, y'all know. So, okay. You can just... Okay. So, how was your life as a teen mom?
1: Uh, My life as a teen mom was pretty difficult. It was challenging, something new. But either way I knew I would uh, make it through even though I was told that it's impossible. I still went to school and I did the best I could to
0: raise my kids. Was it hard being a single mom?
1: Yes. It was very, very, very challenging. I mean, at times you wonder if you made the right choice, if you are going to even be able to, you know, give them what they need and deserve. Um, But you just got to keep going and learning. And that's kind of what got me through
0: it. What is something that someone would say that would make you mad?
1: That you can't do this. Just the, the thought of the very people that raised you not believing in me—that's probably the most upsetting thing. Um, you know, it got to the point to where it was times that you know DHS would step in, just unbeknownst to nothing I've done, just somebody being upset that I was actually making it, making it happen. You know, that's what I think. That's probably the most upsetting thing that occurred while trying to be a teen mom. You know, it's just the very people who raised you not believing that you were capable of turning around and doing the same thing. So that's uh, that's something that's pretty upsetting.
0: How many kids do you have? Four. Like a boy, I mean, three boys and a girl? Got three boys
1: um, and one girl. One is 34. Three, one is thirty-two, and one is twenty-seven and twenty-six, and all four are doing pretty good for themselves. They all turn their own keys, which I'm proud of them for that.
0: Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. What, what was the hardest thing you ever had to go through being a single parent? Um, the hardest thing
1: as a single parent is the schedule. The schedule and providing the things that they need, you, you have to be able to be well-rounded, you know, such as schooling, you know, the, uh, getting them dressed, getting them fed, feeding them the right things, and uh, giving them the best advice that you can give them. So that, I think that uh, that was probably the most challenging thing is just having some type of order or structure because kids need that. They also crave discipline and you don't want to give them too much of that. So you have to kind of weigh it out and figure it out. It's gotta be, you have to kind of have some structure so they'll grow up and have that same thing in their own homes. So, you know, pretty much that was the most challenging. What is your favorite thing to do? Right now, My favorite thing to do is to please people. I'm a people-pleaser, I do hair. So as a hairstylist, making somebody smile and letting them know that they worth it without the style, you know, that every day is is, uh, meaningful. I think making people smile and be happy is the
0: number one thing. What's your definition of love? Well, love is a verb. It's an action word.
1: It's not nothing you can say freely. You have to really see it happening between the two people in every relationship, whether it's with your kids or your spouse or whatever. It's easy to say it. I can say it without meaning it, and most of us can.
0: That's true. <laughs> <laughs> say, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> and don't mean it at all. Right but it's definitely it an action word Yeah,
1: out. it does sound good you know and it feels good it is. and that's why people say it so freely but it's not true if it's not being shown and we just as humans we know when it's true and when it's not just being said we don't respond to it unless we know it's genuine because
0: it's an action word so you have to actually see it happening would you say your kids gave you a strength that you never knew you had oh yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes, I mean, and to be honest with you, somebody with my thought process needed kids because it made me a little bit more grounded, and then a little bit more grounded, and a little bit more grounded, and I've learned a lot, you know, having them, being a parent to them, it's been awesome, you know, I've learned a lot, and I've been able to teach them a lot, and the things that I learned, as I'm learning them, I made sure I shared them with them that those things with them. That way, you know, they could be structured and well-rounded too, full of information. So I'm not even necessary, but I just wanted them to know,
0: you know. Do you have, well, do you take time to take care of yourself? Yes. Maybe
1: not exactly what I should do every time. Mm-hmm. I do have some habits that I could really replace with some better habits um and i'm getting there i think you know the old i get it's uh my body is telling me you know look you need to do these things and then right now just uh my particular illnesses i know that i have to treat myself every day so i can't be around to see my kids and my grandkids so you know. do, you, do you think y'all have a good relationship yes i do and i think most mothers want to believe they do even when they don't. Um, we want to believe that we, we do all we can to, you know, um, to satisfy. You know, we, we want to be strict, but we kind of don't. Mm-hmm. Like I've always told my kids, they can't move back with me. It's not true. I think they figured it out by now. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted
0: them to be strong. I think every kid knows it at this point, I <laughs> this. well, after your first breakdown, you're like, Man, what am I going to do? I can't go
1: back to my mama's house. What am I going to do? Yeah. And, and then,
0: then when you, you go you back d- and you
1: realize, like, okay. Yeah. So making them believe that they couldn't come back gave them a different sense of fire burning. And, uh, and it kept them from needing me, which I'm very proud of. If they had the notion that they could run home each time, they wouldn't be as self-sufficient as they really are. Now that they are self-sufficient, they know the truth.
0: <laughs> 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 I didn't realize it until I got like thirty though. So I feel like you come from that one. Um, what is the happiest moment you ever had as a parent? Um, I can't
1: compare. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Like
1: she would say, probably, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say them moving out, but them being able to to turn their own keys is very important, you Mm -hmm. know, and to see them doing that. But, like, my happiest moment with each one of them is riding in a car while they drive. Really? It sounds so simple,
0: (laughs) don't it? Yeah, it do. But But I'm a simple person, so.
1: Yeah, but the thought of one of them, you know, being raised to the point to where they are able to drive, and um, and um, you know, uh, have the ability. I think even the good health and the strength and uh, the willpower and all the self sufficient things that they need to be self motivated to even take me on a ride anywhere is amazing. Because I know so many mothers who, you know, they their kids never or can't for whatever reason get driver's license due to I just felonies or whatever
0: who still, mama can you take me yeah. to the yeah. mall what? yeah
1: so I think riding in the car going somewhere with you know, sitting next to each one of them is, is one type of joy but um, when they uh, another type of joy is when uh, we on the same page in mm. conversations like the things that they're interested it. in that interest me too like with Courtney is here is the stock market and Different things like that. I think this uh, that makes my heart smile. Just in a piece of a piece of you in each one of them. Yeah, and I see it, even the even all that's not good, mm-hmm. but I still like it because they have their own train of thoughts, and I learn from them. So
0: I like the relationship I have with all four of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you think being a single parent affected your kids? Yeah,
1: in some ways, I think that all of us wanted a two-parent home. I'm thankful that they didn't use the fact that there was not always some a two-parent home, that they don't use that as uh, excuses mm-hmm. to the way they live now.
0: Yeah, because a lot of kids do that. I yeah. it. Well, dad this and dad that. Yeah, well, look, what he what is. let man. me know so I can find it. Yeah. <laughs> And
1: I've I've got so many friends that their kids used the fact that it wasn't a two-parent home or their dad left or whatever to uh, exercise bad behaviors. And I just wasn't going to take that from my kids. You know, my dad wasn't in the home. Um, But we did have... There was a time where, you know, I was married and we had the whole family thing going on. And it was nice. But, you know, we grew apart and my kids understood that. So, and... You know, so what I did with them is I taught them how to cook and um, live off the land for the most part. So if the boys never gained a wife or if my daughter never gained a husband, she could mm-hmm. still be self-sufficient and take care of her own self. That's
0: and smart.
1: I think when they learned those things, it just, again, it's self-motivating. You know, so I'm very proud of uh, who they become.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I' have to ask that. I take. Do you, do you think you did a good job raising kids? But yes. <laughs> um, I do, but to be honest with you, I've seen a lot of areas that I wish I could take back, mm-hmm. because you know, all of us were only practicing. You know, nobody is given a handbook per child, and they're all different. So I've seen me do some things that I really wish didn't go that way, and that'd probably haunt me for the rest of the time. Even small things, you know, where I probably, you know, uh, didn't make the best discipline choices and things like that. That, like I said, it'll haunt you forever. But, you know, as a parent, you have to, I mean, if you feel like you should apologize, then you should do that. And then also explain why. That way they don't take that same thing. Into their own families and relationships. And of course, they normally don't. Or well, sometimes they become worse, you know. So, you you know, at, a, at apologizing for the things you don't agree that you did, you should also let them know why. Because you don't want them to take any of your bad behaviors that you were learning mm-hmm. while raising the kids into their own homes. You know, and when they're raising like their kids.
0: Their but for the
1: reasons. most part, I give myself like a seven.
0: A seven. <laughs> I would give you a 10. A ten? I would give you a That's 10. Awesome. That's awesome. I really would. <laughs> do you believe it takes a village to raise a child?
1: Yeah. I do believe that it takes a village. That the that statement alone is kind of a oxymoron. Mm-hmm. Because if you pick the wrong village, <laughs> then you're in trouble. Yeah. So you have <laughs> to put life. those babies in places in which they learn the right things. You want people to support them positively. You don't want them around gangs and things like that. So if you can get them away from that type of atmosphere and tell them why, then generally, you know, you get a better outcome. So if the village is, let me just say, if the village is not right, it's a terrible idea. It's
0: like about the house and the foundation. Yeah. If the foundation is not right, it can't right. be with hell. Right. Oh mm-hmm. um, at what point, when you were pregnant with your first child, did you realize, oh, shit, I'm scared as fuck? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, almost immediately. <laughs> and then for whatever reason, I thought it was cute at the same time because oh. I was so young, you know. And young girls think that, you know, this, this baby is going to be a doll and I'm going to have a dollhouse. And, mm-hmm. you know, we think some of the... Simplest um, things. We don't see the whole picture. So it's like, you know, I was going, you know, it was so confusing. Like, am I supposed to be happy or mad or sad? But to be honest, like I said, my train of thought at the time, I was scared and happy. You know, it's so weird for somebody that young to be. To have that many emotions going on, not knowing how to control them, never been taught some of the things that I, you know, uh, felt, mm-hmm. I, I never, you know, had been introduced to multiple feelings at one time like that. So it was very overwhelming, but exciting, even though I didn't know which way I was going, where I'm going to live, how, what kind of crime I have, I mean, how like I feed this baby, you know, it was just it took
0: me not to do, but then I know I'm gonna get my ass beat, so I'm
1: scared. So right. Like, all at one time, you right. Feel good. It's a it's a wonderful, scary, scary ass feeling, mm-hmm. and it's uh it's a very unique feeling as, as far as being a parent. You know, thinking Almighty. that this particular thing is is gonna be uh this is like part of you for one, so that's exciting, and this is now a new responsibility. And then if you mimic what you see other people doing and some of that ain't good so you have to take the meat and leave the bone. some of those things that's good you can run with that if I like the way somebody fold towels I can do that but I may not like the fact that they feed their kids noodles every day so Mm -hmm. it's uh, it's something that you really have to again balance out and just try to go with what you think is the best way and it may not be the way your parents went Mm -hmm. but it may be so that's even scarier, cause all you know is what you was taught. Yeah. Exactly. And you scared of what you was taught. Like she didn't do it all right. Yeah, right. So now how I'ma change that? Because I don't know what the other options are. So yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, girl, it's terrifying.
0: Uh, <laughs> do you think that being a single mother took a toll on your mental health? Uh
1: no. I think some aspects of me doing it by myself gave me a lot more strength than I would have had because I was determined to do it either way. So to this day, I wanna not be the woman that say I don't need nobody. I still don't wanna be that woman, but I mean it's obvious, you know. And when you're a single mother. When you know all you have is you, even if you don't have a child, it's just somebody who's single, lives single, you are, it's just you against the world. The only difference is, is when you have the, the, a child and that baggage that they want to call it or whatnot, mm-hmm. then you, now you ha- you're dragging that along with just you against the world. So that just makes it scarier. But it didn't affect my mental health. In a bad way, it affected it in a good way, because I was so determined to
0: get it done
1: yeah, to get it done and do it better than my mother and her mother and the neighbors and the other people you know everything that I saw, I chose what part of it I want the minute, and I put it together to create the Yo, foundation I that I wanted you know to introduce to them, and sometimes it worked, and sometimes it didn't <laughs> <laughs> who knows appearance. Was, <laughs> yeah try it. If this thing don't work, try something else. You just can't never stop trying. you got to be trying something all the time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that it's necessary to have a different relationship with each one of your kids? Yes. No
1: two people is the same. No person goes into one marriage and then goes into the second marriage doing the exact same thing that made or messed up the first marriage. So everybody is different. I mean, even on jobs I've had, I can say this to this person and have a relaxed voice, but I'm in my interview voice all day with the boss. So everybody, even in and outside your house, you have a different uh, way in which you handle them. Not only that, some people are kind of secrecy and reserved. And then, you know, just within my four kids, every last one of them lives different. So I make can you know go to this one's house sleep comfortable this one may have you know it's just everybody is different and from day one from the day that they, they started to come into their own personalities even discipline you have to be fair but what works for one kid may not work for the other what works for one co-worker may not work for the other every husband you can't do the same thing you know or you' have few of them before you know it so Even regardless of the relationship you have With somebody Especially your own kids Each personality is different And you have to respect it You know you have to first accept it And then you gotta work with what you got So to keep the relationships Clean and respectful with, With my children I definitely will treat each one of them In the way in which we treat each other You know if that makes any sense It makes sense
0: Um we have two questions That were are done. Did your children have a relationship
1: with their father? Yeah, they did, but it was short-lived. And um, communication is very uh, empty. And so the relationships was all short-lived. It just, uh, of course, I think some of that, you know, I'm not going to blame myself for, the father not being there mm-hmm. but I will say when you with somebody and you are doing everything then they no longer need you it causes the man or whatever to see that he's not needed and then start feeling unwanted I mean you have to allow people to be in a position that they hold and hold them accountable because if not they back up oh she got it, she got it she don't need no man type of <laughs> thing you know what I'm saying and so it's not just uh, I'm not, I'm not Again, I'm not making excuses for a man not being a for his child. But I will say that since we don't require enough, even going into the relationship, I didn't require to be a wife. Mm-hmm. I let myself be a girlfriend, or I'm going to be real with you, what I call it, a duck bucket. <laughs> That's, what is that? What is a duck bucket? That means you allow somebody to lay on top of you and mm-hmm. do their thing, but there's no return for oh, you. Oh, Lord. At all. <laughs> so, when, when, once so I had no expectation, mm-hmm. I didn't have no requirements, what the hell did I expect? You know, I mean, I wasn't his wife. Mm-hmm. So, I never used the term baby daddy, baby mom, and all that, but it didn't matter. I still lived as one. So, now that I'm seen that way by him, why would he make me his wife?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, that right there is kind of... Uh, in retrospect, you have, we have to be honest with ourselves. we do things that uh, when we don 't require much mm-hmm. not much is what we 're going to get. so if we start that relationship off in a different way, it' normally don 't turn out like that. If I required myself to be married before doing all that in that way, then I, the turnout probably would have been different.
0: Mm-hmm. you know, I know for
1: sure would have because later on, when I did have requirements, I did have a husband and house and all these things came together with the kids and the boats and the structure and all that. But, I mean, after having them, I'm like, okay, I have to get myself together. Now my worth is different. I see myself different. So now that I'm seeing myself as someone who's worthy of a wife, my requirements changed, And now my relationships come out very different. I don't even have, you know, a lot going on as far as relationship-wise because I want to date someone who requires... And know they worth, exactly. and so we can it it aligns much better I mean equally yeah and two people that's not or you got this person that you know does 90% of everything and this person giving 10% it it's work. gonna always be like that so yeah things are definitely different <laughs> definitely <laughs> different
0: if you could give advice to any single mother in the world what would be the advice you would give her to create her own foundation, put
1: structure under it, hard work and everything. And when you do that, you meet people that come around you who know their worth and and have structure and discipline about their own life. You know, if I could even go back and tell my 15-year-old self, you know, what would be the priority that I should have leaned toward, it should have been working on me and my education you know, trying to get this person to stay in your life and trying to mold this person to what I want them to be and do and all that was crazy. It is the craziest thing I ever done in my life was to create a relationship or create relationships (laughs) (laughs) with no worth of myself in mind. Because if you think about it, if I was a student and I was going to school, Mm -hmm. those are the type of people I would have met. But just out doing, you know, I wasn't putting myself in the uh, environment, you know, and that way, you know, once you do that, it's like everything else kind of does that, like, and then you have to change the environment because, you know, as a teen mom, if you're in a place where it's a lot of crime and all that, you have to get out of that. You know, you have to get out of that. You have to get your kids out of the... Rigamaro. Now, if you need to be there, then you can do that, but you have to take advantage of it. You can get to Section 8 or whatever, if girls is on all that, because uh, I used all that.
0: You have to um, plan.
1: But guess what I did on it? I got myself educated. Mm-hmm. That way, hell, I want I want to be able to rent to somebody <laughs> on Section 8. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: like, what, so is playing?
1: what are we doing? <laughs> the thought of being a teen mom is to put that child. In a position first that you've never had been in which is better mm-hmm. and then maintain it and if you can maintain it and just worry about your education so you can be able to put that baby in a place that they deserve to be in that changes everything it changes the way you think about your worth and everything we start meeting people and you're learning from them then you doing the it, room. yeah. If you not learning from the group you're around, you gotta get away from there. Even if you get all the way on your own like I did, go five, six <laughs> states over. <It's> the best <laughs> it really is. And then you and those babies against the world, that's all you have to focus on as, as a as a mother, you know, even not even as a teen mom. Mm-hmm. But if it's just you and you find yourself doing it alone for whatever reason, You know, whether you didn't see your worth and you gave yourself to somebody and then they didn't want to be around now. Whatever puts you in a position to be alone. You have to remember to shoot against the world, so you got to get educated. You got to be self-sufficient. You got to get grounded. You got to take care of yourself, you know, and uh, take breaks, you know, vacations. You know, I know people 30 or 40 years old now never have left the state. They've never been... You know, to Disney World and all that. What? Yeah. Ooh. I know 30 people, 30, 40, 50 years old right now with no driver's license. Mm. Driving mm. around with, with cars that uh, no tag outdated, no insurance. I don't know if I could. I wouldn't. There is no way. There I is like to no way. Too much. I know 30 and 40 year olds who have embraced raised kids that still will go to jail for petty stuff. Oh, my God. Like goodness. driving and smoking weed. You are a parent of teenagers. This is what you're teaching them to do. So it's not even just telling somebody, like, you know, the advice of giving somebody who is just now starting off. This is just making sure that they know that it really is just them and, you know, the baby. Yeah, and that way they become self-sufficient. You have to become self-sufficient because parents die. And, you know, people around you go away. So you have to be able to take care of yourself. And, you know, right out the bat as a parent, that's the first thing you got to do. I, don't, I wouldn't advise nobody to drop out of school and all that. But they definitely need to uh, become self-sufficient and grounded. And, uh, you know, meditate or whatever they have to do for themselves. Because being a parent, is, it really is hard. It's confusing. It's scary. And it's love mixed in all the middle of that. It's the craziest feeling in the world. And it never goes away. Regardless of how old they get,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's always gonna be there. Wonder, you know, what's she doing now? How he feeling now? Are people treating him right? do. They have enough money, you know. It's just it never leaves, regardless of age.
0: And this is one thing I want to know. <laughs> do y'all really get that feeling? And I'm asking because every time I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling hurt or I'm feeling bothered, it's like my mom will call me. How do y'all? get that feeling in y'all body at the exact same moment that we do. You could be states apart, mouths apart, it doesn't even matter. Mm -hmm. How do y'all get that? I just want to know. Well, it's it's
1: what they call it is intuition. It's really not even a a parent-child thing. Mm -hmm. That's something that can happen between siblings, uh, even between co-workers. Mm -hmm. They have a you know, an in interconnection with each other. Um, so it's, that's really not a parent thing. But for whatever reason, it is stronger with parents. I mean, you just kind of have an overwhelming feeling that there's something wrong. We don't know what where this comes from. This came up before. We don't know why. And nobody really can say, you know, I don't know why I'm thinking about this person. You know, something is wrong or, or something is right. You know, because I get it both ways. But um, I'm not even exactly sure how you get that feeling or that intuition, but it's definitely there, and it could be there between two friends, you know. And uh, it's a
0: very interesting question. I just got mine recorded. We just—it was like a couple of weeks ago. We just got ours, and it took a minute because we've been friends for a long time. Right. So it took so long, but we never was really around each other like that before. But now that we are. It's beginning to grow,
1: right? Mm-hmm. And it and it and that's kind of how it is with with your kids. I mean, I remember, which is a prime example. I remember uh, going to the store. Me, my cousin, had taken Quante, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I put him in a basket, drove him through Family Dollar, and seeing something I like, and just went from that to the next thing to the next thing. I forgot all about the baby. I didn't <laughs> check that. I got in the car. But I looked <laughs> back to to back out, and I noticed that the seat was empty. I uh-huh.
0: said, "Oh shit!" Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: So I think that's that crazy because I didn't have that intuition. Mm-hmm. Nothing in in that store until I noticed that that seat shouldn't be empty.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That I didn't. I never had the intuition. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like you said, the time it was a time frame in between that. And then when I start to know his feelings in life and then my feelings and we start connecting on different levels, that's kind of when it came with him. That's gross. Yeah, as I seen him hurt or cry or it, it takes that for that particular feeling, you know. I mean, you can kind of know when they're young or something is not right, but you're not sharing a lot of feelings either at that time. But the older you get and you share hurt and pain and stuff like that, that intuition just gets stronger, you know. And outside of that, what also grows is if, if you start to love somebody so much, like if you said, a friend or another family member,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you could almost tell in their voice,
0: it's yeah. something, you know.
1: So that's even, like me and my aunt. Yeah, and then you know, or even looking at them, because I've had my kids say something like, "Mom, you look tired," and I'm like, "I am. I am <laughs> beat up, but I'm I'm just as ugly today as I was yesterday. So what why you very pretty?" <laughs> so, so that's kind of I love that I love having that feeling about them, and I wish that um it could be a little stronger, honestly, you know, I mean I would share that any kind of hurt pain feelings with my kids i would I would love for them to you know tell me more, mm-hmm. you know, not to carry it around as burdens, but i I, I need I want more of the good even mm-hmm. too, you know, so um yeah, I think that's that's more or less like an intuition, yeah, really. It grows with anybody. I think it will grow.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that concludes our interview. Um, it was really great segment. I hope you guys enjoyed it because I enjoyed it. I got a lot of information. So until next time, see y'all later.